Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. Sick podcast, NFL extravaganza again. The premier NFL fantasy player in the world. <laughs> From the NFL Network, Adam Rank. How you doing, bud? I'm doing wonderful. Always a pleasure to be on with you. It's my pleasure. Cam Newton is back, and he's back in Carolina. Does that make him a fantasy starter? Yes or no, and why? Absolutely. I think the one thing that we've always loved about Cam Newton over the course of his career is his ability as a runner with the football. And we saw that the first time he touched the football, rejoining the Carolina Panthers. He takes it into the end zone for a score. He also, and this might be more significant moving forward, he found Robbie Anderson, a guy that was a hot waiver wire ad, or excuse me, a hot draft pick this season. We thought he was going to have a great connection with Sam Darnold, but now he's available in about 60% of NFL.com leagues. I think he becomes very viable with Cam Newton as a starting quarterback. DJ Moore has been very solid over the course of his career and, of course, this season. He is one of the few guys that has at least seven targets in every game. We expect to see him with an uptick. And Cam, or, and, and Cam should not negatively impact Christian McCaffrey. I think it's a narrative that a lot of people like to spin. They like to pretend like, oh, Cam Newton steals touchdowns away from CMC. But Christian has never been a guy who's been heavily reliant on touchdowns. A lot of his production comes from catching the ball. He had 10 receptions last week. This guy scores fantasy points regardless who the quarterback is. And when Sam Darnold scored a rushing touchdown in week one, CMC still had 27 fantasy points. So it's fine. I think this is great. You can start Cam this week against Washington, a team that we thought was going to be a lot better defensively. A lot of injuries on the defensive line. So if you're able to pick up Cam Newton off the waiver wire to start him over a guy who's on a bye, like uh, Matthew Stafford, or even start him over Kirk Cousins, who's been great this year. I think he can go out and make that move. He seems very motivated. Like, he seems like he's got his second life. It's actually, I'm, I'm curious to watch. And I haven't been curious to watch Cam Newton in a while, to be honest. It's true. Uh, you know what? The end of his time in Carolina was not great. No. Of course, New England, you know, he had some trouble. He played really well in his first couple of weeks with the New England Patriots. And then the COVID uh, situation hit him. And then he never really recovered from that. But it looks like he's landed in the perfect spot. I have to imagine that Cam had other opportunities. He was just hopefully just waiting for the perfect landing spot. And it looked like Carolina, and it looks like Carolina is it. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see how it works out this weekend. It's a sick podcast, and I'm very excited by this can that's uh, <laughs> rotating here. As you can see, it's pretty cool. Huh? The show is brought amazing. to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives, now available in Quebec grocery stores and at the beer store. It's a couple of weeks now. It's the past couple of games. Matthew Stafford does not look good. He's averaging 13 points per game in his last two games. From a fantasy perspective, do you still trust him as a starting quarterback for your fantasy week? Yeah, I don't think the bye week was here soon enough. I mean, we needed to get him out of our rosters. I didn't want to have to make that decision because it would be a very difficult one 
what to do with Matthew Stafford. But as you said, the last two games have been miserable. They've been out physicaled by both the Tennessee Titans and the San Francisco 49ers. And to be honest, the San Francisco 49ers have always seemed to own the Rams under Sean McVay. Like Sean McVay is, is Shanahan's little brother. And he always gets pushed around. It's true. It, it, wow. I'm, I'm not telling tales out of school. Here's my thing, though. They got a bye week, so you're like, okay, so you're going to go out and pick somebody up. Hopefully you pick up Cam Newton, whoever you have. Maybe Tua Tungabayaloa. I don't know who it is. Next week, when Matt Stafford returns, he's going up against the Green Bay Packers. And I don't know like, if people are paying attention to this or not because I know there's a lot of drama surrounding their quarterback. But that Packers defense has been excellent this season, and they've had their own injury concerns, and yet they've still been out there shutting down teams. And last week, they handed Russell Wilson the first shutout of his NFL career. That defense is on fire. So if you have Matthew Stafford's replacement in there, you have to because he's on a bye. I'm in no rush to start him next week. I'm not dropping him by any stretch of the imagination, but I am in no rush to get him back into our lineups. Next week, when the Rams are back, Odell Beckham Jr., after watching the entire story unfold and seeing what you've seen from him down the stretch, do you start him? He's already requested a trade. No. he. Uh, you know what? Wouldn't surprise I, me. Right. I mean, who knows? Here's the thing, though. It was, it was kind of unrealistic to expect him to come in with no practice and just make an immediate impact. And I think that if Robert Woods was still playing for the Rams, if he had not gone out, with an injury, we probably wouldn't have even seen Odell Beckham Jr. on the field. And then for whatever reason, I don't know why Matthew Stafford thought it was a great idea to throw a hero ball to him on his, what, second play of the game? Like, what are we doing? I think he needs a little bit of time. And I think that the the Rams right now, they're, it's, they're what, seven and three? They're probably going to make the playoffs. They're in a good position. They got to be playing long-term and playing for January in February. Unfortunately for us in fantasy, that might not mean a lot of opportunities to get Odell Beckham Jr. into our lineup. So obviously when they return, like there's no way I'm ever sitting Cooper Cup, but I think the guy who could eventually benefit over the next couple of weeks after they get past the Packers is a guy like Van Jefferson, who is already playing very well, had already had a clearly defined role with this team. And I think with Odell out there, he'll draw attention but I, I imagine it's going to be Van Jefferson who ends up benefiting the most from this. My son has uh, uh, Odell Beckham Cleveland Browns jersey. Oh, no. uh, I'm not so sure if he wants a Rams jersey with Odell or any other player. But if you do, any player, any sport, sportbubshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and our sick merchandise, which you can see Adam wearing as well. Looks pretty cool on you. Game day. I love it. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. All right. Aaron Jones is out for a couple of weeks. Does that make A.J. Dillon a must-start? Absolutely. I don't know. Listen, I I feel terrible because I'm a Bears fan, and I have to talk great about this Packers defense, and I have to pump up A.J. Dillon because people are asking me questions about, do you do you play him, do you not? There are not a lot of running backs I would like to play over A.J. Dillon this week. He has got a fantastic matchup against the Minnesota Vikings who allow a lot of production to opposing running backs. And, AJ can also catch the ball out of the backfield. That's one of the things that we're going to be missing is that Aaron Jones as the receiver, as the the safety valve for Aaron Rodgers. I think that this is a smash spot 
for A.J. Dillon. You have to get him into your lineup. I Again, if you, uh, Austin Eckler, CMC, Jonathan Taylor, like there's a small list of players who I like more than A.J. Dillon this week, so make sure he's in your lineup. All right. Uh, I want to do rapid fire with you if we can. You got it. Um, because there's several games that have really caught my attention, none more so than the Cowboys and the Chiefs. The Cowboys really responded well last week. So did the Chiefs. At Arrowhead, who do you got and why? Ooh, I, you know, I think the Kansas City Chiefs have this one. I think that, you know, we talked about this. Sometimes when you play a familiar opponent, it allows you to go back to what you do best. It allows you to get into a rhythm and establish that again. And we saw it. You know, Tyreek Hill was great. Travis Kelsey was great. Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns. Darrell Williams is playing fantastic to the point like, and I know uh, Clyde Edwards Elaire is returning this week. Why? We don't need him. Like Daryl, Daryl was playing, Daryl Williams was playing amazing. So I, I think that this Chiefs team's on fire. And I and this is nothing against the Dallas Cowboys, who I think is a very good team. Yeah. They're also, they're also loaded too. And uh, you know, CD Lamb, I think CD Lamb, I don't know why he fell in the draft the way that he did. He he should have been the first receiver off the board. So I love him. I love Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott playing for his own case for to, to be the MVP this season. So I love all these guys. Packers Vikings. Yeah. I mean, again, that Packers defense is so good and Aaron Rodgers, you know what doesn't have to do everything. And I think that this is going to be an interesting one because Devonte Adams gets such a huge target share. Who is going to be that second receiver who steps up? Bob Tunyon's also out. I'm curious to see who steps up, but I think the Packers are going to win that one. Colts bills. I know the Colts have been playing a lot better as of late. A lot Carson better. Wentz. Carson Wentz has really been starting to put it together. For as much as we wanted to make fun of him uh, earlier in the year, and he makes some ill-advised throws and some terrible interceptions, he's been playing. He's been playing amazing. What am I saying? He's been playing amazing. But I love this Bills team, and I think that they had their wake-up call in Jacksonville. Sometimes, you know what? Ladanian Tomlinson was telling me, and I know that's kind of a name drop. You buy, go buy his jersey, by the way. Wow, um, I like that. But he was uh, he was saying like sometimes when you play teams like Jacksonville, you're not fired up for it, and you don't take it as seriously as you need to. I think Buffalo has now got that game out of their system. They know that they're in for one against the Indianapolis Colts. And you know what also is very important to the Buffalo Bills is how well the New England Patriots have been playing too because New England looks like a playoff contender. So for me, I think the Bills now have to be sharp, and I think they end up taking down the Indianapolis Colts. Bengals Raiders. You know what? What I think this is good that one of these teams has to win. Like, that's exactly what you want. I think both these teams are starting to regress back to reality. To me, I was always concerned about the Bengals coming into this year. I thought that they had some questions on the defensive side of the football. I think they're exciting. I think that Joe Burrow is going to be a great quarterback in this league. I love Jamar Chase. T. Higgins is coming along as well. But I think this is an absolute must win for the Raiders at home. Derek Carr has done a great job of keeping this team together through some pretty emotional stuff that's been handed to them. But I think that Derek Carr and the Raiders end up victorious in this one. Cardinals, Seahawks. Uh, the Cardinals. The Seahawks have a lot of issues. And you know what? Russell Wilson's probably not going to be shut out this week. But before he returned, before he went out with his injury, the defense was a huge issue with this team. And it was yeah. going to be an issue for them. I didn't have them making the playoffs this year to start the season. I think the Arizona Cardinals are playing a lot better than I envisioned them. But yeah. They've been playing well. They've been able to hold it together even without Kyler Murray. 
So I really like the Cardinals in this one. Who would have thought the Seahawks would have been three and six after nine? That's pretty crazy. And we'll end off with your team, the Bears versus the Ravens. You know what? I it's so funny because on that Monday night game, when Justin Fields got the ball back with just over two minutes, I said, All I want is him to drive down, score a touchdown, and just prove that he can operate this this offense in a high leverage situation and he can be the guy. And then he proved it. And then I got selfish and I wanted them to win. And then I was upset when they weren't. It's the same sentiment this week against the Baltimore Ravens, who despite coming off the, the two and losing to the two and seven dolphins, yeah. still a formidable team. I think that we need to see Justin Fields growth and I want to see him continue to develop as a quarterback, but you know what? I think they can pull the upset here. I really off do. The top of your head in ending some must starts for this week. Just a couple. Uh, let's go with Ryan Tannehill. I know a lot of people are concerned that whenever you play the Houston Texans, like, oh, they're going to be blowing that team out. He's not going to need to throw. But the Texans have allowed at least three touchdown passes in two out of their last three games. Ryan Tannehill is the de facto goal line back. So I love Ryan Tannehill this week. I love Miles Gaskin in that game or going up against the New York Jets. No team yeah. has given up more production to opposing running backs than the New York Jets. You can start him. Elijah Moore is a really good option too, as long as he's healthy and, and ready to go. And it looks like he's tracking to play. And if he does, he is going to be a guy that Kyle Shanahan is going to rely on. Adam Troutman, there's two tight ends that if you need a tight end this week, who I absolutely love, Adam Troutman, anybody playing the Philadelphia Eagles who have allowed the most production to tight ends this season, any tight end who has had one target since week seven against the Eagles has finished with double digit fantasy points, including three guys for the L.A. Chargers just a couple of weeks ago. So Troutman's an excellent play. Cole Komet is a great play against the Baltimore Ravens, who have allowed the third most fantasy points to opposing tight ends this season. Uh, I talked a little bit about the Packers. A.J. Dillon needs to be in your starting lineup. I got some notes here. Cam Newton, we talked about him. Jalen Hurts yeah, is the only quarterback who has finished as a top 12 guy in nine of 10 games this season. We got to start him. Devonta Smith has scored at least 22 fantasy points in back-to-back games. I know a lot of people are concerned because Marshawn Lattimore is on the other side, and he's shut down some big-time receivers. He, you saw what he did last week to A.J. Brown, but we don't expect Lattimore to shadow Devonta Smith in this one, probably be lined up against him less than 50% of the time. And this Eagles offense is so unpredictable that you can still trust Devonta Smith this week, so uh, I wouldn't hesitate to get him into your lineup. You heard it from Adam. Jalen will not hurt your pool. <laughs> Have a good one. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Cheers, bud. My number one NFL insider, Ian Rappaport. Bird on the street with Rap Sheet. How you doing, bud? What's going on? How are you? I'm okay, but I've been a Jets fan since the 80s, so I guess I'm not that good after all. But I have to ask you, why is Robert Sala starting Flacco? couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, obviously Mike White, who, you know, they had really high hopes for and um, really thought he was going to kind of take the next step and be a really cool thing, kind of turned into a pumpkin a little bit. So it did not play well. I mean, that film was really bad, really bad from last week, four interceptions. It was, it was just bad. Um, so he wasn't going to get another start. Doesn't seem like Zach Wilson is ready. So, you know, Flacco is someone who has a steadying influence, is a veteran, has seen it all at the very least will, sort of calm things down and have an adequate performance, which sounds like that is okay until Zach Wilson is ready. Um, so it's going to be Flacco, which, you know, or Flacco starting in 2021, that's amazing. Well, um, listen, not I, see that coming. I get the explanation. Really, I do. 
But right. at this point, they're last in the AFC East. They have a record of two and seven. They're one of the worst teams in all of football. You have a chance to see White for an extended period of time uh, until Wilson comes back. Um, why would you even want to win the game? Listen, I know that they're in the business of winning. Robert Sala's got right. a job to play for, and I guess that's the answer right there. I mean, I don't know that it's to play for his job, but I do know that they'd like to win games. And I know people talk about the draft picks. and like, yes, the Jets' life would get better if they got a terrible area terrible record, great draft pick and ended up picking fifth or something like that. Like that, that makes, um, that makes a rebuild easier, but no one thinks like that. No one thinks like that until they absolutely have to, and they're not there. Yeah. Yet. So they're trying to win a game. You know, look, we'll see if Joe Flacco is the way to do it. It's pretty fascinating. Honestly. Mind you, having said that they had the second pick last year and they probably screwed it up. We don't know. Still the jury is out, but there's probably going to be better players coming out of that draft. All right. Uh, speaking of Robert Sala, uh, what's this, uh, Rex Ryan saying it's personal for him personal. And I don't, and I I don't get that. I mean, I understand why Rex is saying things because every headline that he makes, he really enjoys, like he needs, needs to be in those headlines. Um, Which is why he didn't take the year off probably when he should have, after getting fired by the jets, you know, obviously never made it with the bills. Um, And I, I don't really know because to me, he had a totally solid run with the Jets. They made a couple of title games. You know, people thought he was a really good coach. Um, well, who knows if he actually was. I just, I don't get why he has to point the, the spotlight on himself all the time. This has nothing to do with him. And I thought the comments were pretty strange, honestly. One guy who hasn't had solid runs over the last couple of years is Le'Veon Bell, released again. He goes through waivers unclaimed. Do you think anyone will pick him up? Do you think anyone should pick him up? Uh, probably not. Um, you know, it's. I hope he saved his money. Um, remember, he gave up, you know, $11 million, um, you know, to sit out that one year. And then when he came back, was just was just not quite the same. Um, so he's had a strange career. You know, by the looks of him, by what we've seen, this is probably it. Maybe he catches on with someone's practice squad, but. I think this might be it. I mean, definitely one of the weirder careers we've seen in a very long time in the NFL. Is Big Ben back? They could have used him last week. We'll see whether or not he tests positive or tests negative or, you know, needs two negative tests 24 hours from each other to be able to play. He has not practiced. Doesn't sound like he's been on many of the Zooms either, but maybe he plays. Um, And, you know, as Mike Tomlin so eloquently said, they're going to leave the light on for him, which I think was Red Roof in, but I can't quite remember. Um, I asked Adam if Cam Newton is a must start and he said yes because he seems rejuvenated, reinvigorated in his ability to run the ball. Um is he expected to start? He is expected to start. You know, they're going to get through practice and make sure he's okay and make sure he has a good understanding, but like yeah, I mean Cam Newton's going to start probably and uh I'm here for it. It's a feel good story. You know, Cam Newton's had all sorts of different weird negativity throughout his career. I think he's in a really good place. I think the team's in a really good place. They kind of came together um, and, you know, really reached a point where they were on the same page and all of that. Um, you know, so I, I would say it's a really cool story. I think he starts. And a little bit I'm rooting for him. I got to be honest, a little bit I'm rooting for him. One of the best teams in the NFL who didn't look like it last week, the Cardinals coming off a loss. Do you have an update on Kyler Murray? Uh, he says he's getting closer. 
you know, which is good. I, the thing that I keep coming back to is the buy is in is after this game. So do you want to risk putting him out there knowing that you have a chance to win the game anyway, knowing that Cole McCoy is okay? Do you want to put him out there and risk or do you want when him when he gets back out there to be 100%? That's really the question. It's not just a question of like, is his ankle good enough to play? I think it probably is. It's more like, what are the long-term ramifications and how smart is that? That's why this is kind of interesting. How about Jared Goff? Is he expected to play? I will see, but I don't think so. Um, you know, he didn't practice Wednesday, didn't practice today. They haven't ruled him out yet. Uh, Tim Boyle, Tim Boyle is dating, putting first team reps, not David Blau, um, Tim Boyle. And, you know, he's really sort of a curiosity, right? Because he's someone who coaches really like. He's played barely at all. Um, he's got something, but then he broke his thumb in, in training camp and, you know, that was sort of it, but he's been getting the first team reps and Goff's not going to be hundred percent. I don't think they're going to put him out there. Not hundred percent. We could definitely see some Tim Boyle right there. Are you a soccer fan? What did I see with you and Borussia Dortmund as your soccer team on social yeah. media? How did that happen? Well, what's that so, all about? Yeah. So I decided to pick a soccer team. Um, that is who I chose. I like the colors. Uh, they seem like a cool team. They seem good. Um, Germany loves me. I love Germany. Oh, really? Um, just, yeah, foot, German football fans are crazy. Uh, they fill my Instagram comments all the time, all the time. You know so, that they have one of the best strikers in the world, but it looks like they're going to lose him. Did you did you know that? That's what everybody says. Why is yeah. that? Yeah. Well, because that's just the way it is in soccer. At one point, guys get so good that they can kind of pick and choose where they want to go, and the agent goes out there, and he gets them to where they want to go at the money that they're going to go for. And some of these teams – just, you know, can't say no to a hundred million euro transfer fee. So they end up doing it. And that's why it happens. It so he's going right. to leave. Doesn't seem right. But with a hundred plus million euros, they're going to go out and buy a couple of players. Hey, Adam says he's got the Chiefs over the Cowboys. I'm curious. What's your pick? Uh, We'll see on that because, I mean, everyone's talking about the Chiefs like they're back, which would be great for football. And I really do think we saw some positive signs. We also saw some balls that Patrick Mahomes kind of threw up for grabs that his team came down with, which was great, and the result was great. But there's still some stuff there. And I, to me, like, I, we'll see. But the Cowboys look good. I mean, they really look like a juggernaut. And I haven't seen, barring some sort of injury that I'm not aware of, I haven't seen the Cowboys' weakness yet. I, I just haven't. I mean, Dak was a little rusty coming off his injury. But other than that, like, I don't know, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick against the Cowboys if I were you. Looks like we're going to see points. Looks like it's going to be an exciting game. Can't wait to watch yeah. it. Can't wait to Absolutely. talk football with you next week. Have a good one, bud. All right, you too, man. Take Cheers, care. Cheers, my man. I love this guy. Ian Rappaport. Time to make some money. Money. Money, 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 money. for sick picks. Brought to you by MyBookie. Your bet on MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code sick picks. To double your deposit, bet, win, get paid. His handles outrun my bets. He's my buddy Cash. How many people do you know would call their kid Cash? Yeah, that's right. He's Cash. What's going on, Cash? Not much, man. Uh, I want to get right into it, Tony. I heard you guys talking about a game. And, and honestly, I, I don't know about you, but to me, this might be the game of the year. This is the Cowboys and the Chiefs we're talking about. Um, looking at the slate, nobody expected the Cowboys to be where they're at right now. But they've arrived. And here's the thing. I don't see a game for the rest of the year that's as big as this one. Uh, 
I'm going to go against Adam. I hate to do it, but I got to. I like the Cowboys. Not only that, they're catching points. I think this number is going to hit three before Sunday. That's going to be one of my best bets, one of my biggest plays. I absolutely love the Cowboys. I think they have the better offense right now, and I think they have the better defense. And there's nothing to suggest to me right now that the Chiefs can hang with these guys. Uh, give me the Cowboys. If it's two and a half, take the money line. If it's at plus three, take the plus three. That's one of my best, one of my strongest plays. I absolutely love the Cowboys. Um, this Monday night, guys, a lot of people are on the Rams. Everybody was on the Rams. Not me, though, guys. You guys know my Super Bowl pick was San Francisco. Yeah, it was. Them. Yeah. I like them against the I love them against the Rams. And I like them here again to, uh, against the Jaguars this week. I think the Niners are going to turn a corner. They really showed me something on Monday. They looked like that elite team that everyone was prospecting before the season. Uh, you're going to get this at minus six. Depends where the line moves. It might be five and a half. It might be six and a half. I like it up until seven. Give me the San Francisco 49ers minus six against the Jaguars. Another one here. It's going to surprise a lot of people, Tony. I think you're going to be surprised too. The Packers go to Minnesota, and this game's almost a pick 'em. It's minus one and a half for the Packers. I love Minnesota plus one and a half. Uh, I think it's one and a half too many points. I think this game's a pick 'em. I think Minnesota should be favored by maybe a point, maybe two points. They just went to LA and beat a very good Chargers team. They're trending upwards. I think the Vikings are legit. Kirk Cousins this year has been ridiculous. One of the best passing quarterbacks in the league. I love what I see from the Vikings. Uh, this NFL slate this weekend, quite honestly, guys, probably my favorite slate of the season. This is one slate I had circled. I love the Vikings. These are going to be plays that all my clients get, guys. Vikings, Cowboys, 49ers. I'm going to, I'm going to leave you guys with another piece of gold here. Indianapolis Colts plus seven against the Bills. I'm looking at the bet share, and everyone's betting the Bills minus seven, and I just don't get it. Look, I understand the Bills are a great team, and they're definitely a contender. But Indianapolis Colts, guys, these guys aren't going to forget. They got knocked out of the playoffs last year by the Bills. This is the Super Bowl for the Colts. If they win, they go to six and five with a good chance of getting in the playoffs. Yeah. The Colts are going to get up for this game, and seven points is way too many points. It's an equally big game for the Bills, though, who have the Patriots breathing down their necks. That's true. That's true. The thing is, Tony, I'm high on the Patriots, and I'm, I'm going to give you guys another pick. I like the Patriots tonight, Thursday night football. Could be a little bit of a look ahead for the Bills. The Bills really got to worry about the Patriots. But here's the thing. The Colts don't even have to win. They just got to lose by less than seven or seven, and I think got that's going to get done. For sure. Thanks, bud. Enjoy your football. Thank I you, hope man. we make some cash. You make cash. I make cash. We all make cash. And at the end of the day, it's all about the cash. Marinero, the sick podcast, brought to you by Cherry River. Hard seltzer. Yeah. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast on YouTube. Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks Near You.